0: Welcome to postburnout.com interviews, my name is Aaron Kavanagh and I'm the website's founder and editor-in-chief. Postburnout.com is a culture website dedicated to venerating burnt-out artists the world over. Our interviews are mainly recorded to be transcribed, but every now and again we release the audio in a series we call postburnout.com interviews. If you enjoy what we do, be sure to subscribe. In this edition of postburnout.com interviews, we speak with Candino, a Filipino-Irish hip-hop artist and producer best known for producing lo-fi bedroom pop. In this interview, Candino talks about his latest single, Love Letters, collaborating with artist Rams and producer Mubi on it, his plans for an upcoming EP, his vision of what his debut album would look like, his love for Nickelodeon TV shows, and more. I guess first thing I'll ask, just as kind of a basic introduction it's just how you got into music
1: yeah. yourself um yeah that's actually a funny story because like i've uh loved music ever since i was a kid like you know i mean it's literally how i learned english it's gonna be a bit of an embarrassing story but like um see my mom went to ireland right so she, uh when she comes back home she sent us these cds and stuff yeah. the first thing i got was a westlife cd it was like <laughs> it was like a very like light blue one you know with all the four all the five heads and stuff like that and yeah, no, um, ever since then I've been learning, like I was singing like Fool again yeah. and Uptown Girl and all that stuff. And <laughs> that's when I knew like I loved music, you know what I mean? And then it just grew from there. Like I heard about like the Black Eyed Peas when I was a kid, um, really big in the Philippines actually. Um, Cause one of the guys, Apple, the app, he's actually Filipino. Mm. Yeah, So yeah, right. um, yeah for Ella Funk and um for monkey business as well like uh there's at least like one song that's a filipino song and that kind of like stuck out to me i was like oh we can make it as well as artists it's not just like these guys from here those guys from there like literally anyone can make it so i just had that in my head and um yeah it was it was nice to know that i had a shot you know i mean it kind of inspired me to do what i'm doing right now it so all starts with westlife um <laughs> yeah uh, unfortunately <laughs> but so, hey, it's a good thing though you know what i mean so when did the uh, candino project start then um i want to say around like uh 2018 like i had the name um before then you know uh it was just like a it was kind of playful thing because you know childish candino sounds like charles gambino oh my god he's a donald glover fan you know what yeah. i mean so um yeah so that's how it started and then i didn't actually think of making music myself until i dropped out of college you know like i had nothing to do um but then i met these guys who were like freestyling and rapping all the time and i was like yeah that's that's actually pretty cool um so i started believe it or not i actually started off writing battle raps yeah (laughs) that can that can go off against them it's just for me and these guys in this um friend circle yeah and we would just like go off at another um were they good (laughs) not really but (laughs) it started off something it started off my love for writing and like uh i already had sort of like an eclectic taste in music anyway i listened to like the most weirdest shit and i've always wanted to make something like that myself you know because um i've played guitar over the years so like music was always been a thing for me but like um actually producing actually making it's never occurred to me until like that moment in time i was like i have i have the time i have the instruments i like have the skills i just got to learn how to you know sing better i gotta learn how to write better all that kind of stuff and it all just came together and nine months later you know what i mean up in st james's hospital candina was born okay <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh so, so, yeah that's a story that
0: so was that like difficult actually transitioning into a musician yourself i mean you know you kind of just sort of gloss over the actual and um, the process, I guess, of being a musician, of kind of learning. Um I mean, the case of what you're doing as well, I mean, there's also the production side, which is its own career in and of itself. And um, it's its own sort of occupation. Um, and yeah. yeah, I was just wondering, like, I mean, like,
1: was that difficult or did you adapt to it very quickly? Um, I wouldn't say I adapted it quickly, like literally um, before, honestly, 2020, I was only using audacity yeah you know what i mean Even like one of those like free programs you can get it was yeah. i didn't know it was for audiobooks i didn't know <laughs> that at all like it was to like do those kind of recordings but i was like i used it anyway and i used um, to make soundscapes on audacity so you know I mean? exactly yeah, yeah. so like you know uh you're familiar with it as well you know how yeah. um uh you know shout outs to <laughs> audacity <laughs> shout outs to the creators of that you know what i mean yeah. um but yeah, no, uh it was crazy because like all I had was that and an Apple microphone and I would just like sing into that. Oh, and shit. then um I I released like switching lanes then on SoundCloud and then on then it's just like kept a snowball because I actually got the attention of a producer <laughs> at the time and he and then we got to record that professionally, and then put that on Spotify, you know what I mean? And then that's when um everything started happening. Um obviously with COVID hitting um you know, I mean, sorry to say a trigger word there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, ever since that started, you know, I couldn't go home. So obviously I, I had to stay at home. So obviously I couldn't go to my mate's house, keep music, there, do music there. So I had to stay home and do it myself, you know, and you know, with all the time in the world and all that stuff, I um I did the whole thing. I started buying stuff for myself, like I got a little like focus, right? I got, uh, you know, like a microphone, not this one, not the other one there. Yeah. I have a, I have two mics. now. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I mean? I've, I've come so far, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I had those two things. I, and then I got, uh, with the focus, right. Actually, there was like a, there was like a free trial for Ableton. Um, you know what I mean? I had, I had to cop that. Yeah. I had to cop that obviously to learn and all that stuff. It, it was pretty decent as well, because like you can actually do eight tracks and like it doesn't seem much uh to producer most producers these days but like you know what i mean eight tracks is a lot you can yeah. you can work with so much stuff especially if you're just working with youtube beats all all the other seven tracks then could be vocal yeah. you know what i mean so yeah like that's when i started doing that that's when i started learning how to mix and master as well um you know very nerdy stuff but <laughs> it was it was a hard road to get along cuz like You know, sound engineering, all that stuff is very new to me Um, because like what I was doing before, obviously before COVID and before I dropped out was um, electronic engineering and all that kind of stuff. So I haven't touched on it. Well, I mean, there were sounds and signals, but like, you know, I mean, my my lecturer didn't tell me, okay, okay, guys, open up your FL studios. We're going to be doing this today. You know, I mean, so yeah, it was it was a new field for me, but uh, I got the hang of it. Eventually, you know, um, I called up some mates and they were telling me like little tips and tricks to help me out uh, how to make it easier. And now I st- I'm i still learning a lot now. Actually, I was just uh, noodling with um, some of the session stuff the other day. Was, my, ne- my next goal is to try to learn how to DJ. Mm-hmm because like i just i just think that's that looks cool yeah um so yeah uh yeah i'm pretty happy with my progress right now you know
0: yeah i mean and you've also mentioned before that have uh you you produce for andromeda and i was wondering what that's like uh working with other like
1: people um so i haven't produced with andromeda like um andromeda is actually mixed like uh a song that i worked on with oh, okay um with boring brown eyes so i was like that's kind of like that whole story there but i have produced um with other people um like with rems with the kid g with uh movie he's another producer yep. like all those people and um it's been nice it's been eye-opening because like um we i've seen other people's um process to things you know what i mean like because i have like a whole like scheduled i like there's a whole thing i gotta do yeah. i don't know if that's normal or anything but i feel like it's more efficient you know what sure. i mean you, you can't just open up your um your daw and just like okay what am i doing today you yeah. know what i mean um once you have everything set up uh it'll make your process faster um, yeah, everyone else does it differently. Like, um, yeah, I have people like, you know, I have mates like DeLeon who opens it up and already has everything he needs. He has his keyboard down, he has his MIDI's, he has his, um, beats, vocals, vocal tracks, like yep. his, he already has like auto-tune and stuff ready. You know what I mean? Like with that, with that guy in specific, in particular, the, uh, the keyword is efficiency 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 you know what i'm saying and then with guys like movie obviously because he's a producer you know i mean he'd have fl studio open um which by the way has (laughs) opened up a lot of arguments because i'm an ableton guy (laughs) at heart at always (laughs) i've had so many arguments with this guy back and forth like which one's better and then i show him i can do this and he's like i can do that and like it's (laughs) it's nice because like it's the best of both worlds you know absolutely yeah yeah both of us together we feel like kind of montana <laughs> um, it's nice because, uh, <laughs> like he's he, he he's obviously Westlife Hannah Montana all the shout outs. <laughs> <laughs> exactly you know what I mean Fucking, Oh, I love her she's know, she's an idol
0: I know you said your taste was versatile but <laughs>
1: yeah oh literally yeah oh no trust me you know what I mean them Disney shows the Nickelodeon shows you know what I mean shout out to Good Burger too being announced you know what I mean oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm a dude he's a dude yeah. Yeah, <laughs> dude because we're all dudes. <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm glad I'm speaking to a fellow fan. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I grew up on that shit. <laughs> oh, for real. Oh, it's honestly great. It's like it's all, all those things coming together. Honestly, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's nice. I feel like a kid again, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But working with like
0: uh, other producers, because like, actually, uh, I guess it was transition in the center onto, onto um, your new single uh, love letters yes. um co-produced by movie. Um, yes. And I was wondering, like, you know, what does like kind of uh producing with another person kind of bring to it? Because I, I feel like some people are a little more kind of precious about their music, they're kind of like, I, yeah. I want to do everything top to bottom myself, and some people are a bit more kind of open to um, what you call it? open to um, uh, collaboration, yeah. yeah, and kind of they want to see what other people can bring. Uh, what's your sense on all that?
1: Like, honestly, like, I'm I'm like literally smack down in the middle because um. Like obviously I've been doing it for a while now. Um, in terms of like my sound, like um it's i I actually would describe it as experimental. Like I've had some stuff uh but the thing is like most of the stuff I work on I don't want people to know yet is in the bank, you know? And uh right now I'm only known as like a lo fi artist, like you know, like a R and B singer, stuff like that um but i'm pretty much capable of other things as well that kind of stuff i will throw it to myself i will i will just like keep it all in the lock box and obviously i'll get people's opinions on it but other than that i unless i need help unless there's something i can't honestly do alone i'll keep that stuff locked and then there's the other side of things where obviously love letters co-produced by movie honestly like it's been a blessing because like um when working with other people and not just him as well as with other people you know i mean because like uh like us i don't know if i said it before but rems produces as well Mm -hmm. you know so all these guys together um it's like having like the united nations of producers you know i mean you have all these different ideas all these different people from different like backgrounds different um teachings like uh, i th- like from my knowledge I, I think we're just all self-taught you know you know, i mean shout out shout out to lockdown <laughs> giving us all that free time but yeah like we're basically all self-taught and bringing those ideas together it's like you know he's giving me this like cool idea or he's giving me this cool idea like honestly i wouldn't even touch 808s if it wasn't for movie you know what i mean because yeah. he's more or less an expert in that he's very much um inspired by uh metro Boomin, but like you know i mean he'll he'll tell you that you know what i'm saying if you have an interview with him someday he'll let you know that that's what his whole thing is and like my inspiration would be more like you know more 88 rising guys like joji i think it is just joji like there's rich brian as well but like you know i mean he's kind of fallen off but yes joji he is the god he is the king <laughs> and um yeah so that's what my sound is that's what my original sound is based off of you know what i mean soft boy um heartbroken type shit. yeah and and rams is more of like a boom bap um like 90s uh sound so like honestly like everything just combined and then there's guys like Dillion, and i've seen you interview this guy as well gns yeah yeah. yeah 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 just the other day yeah i was i had a quick read of it there actually it's pretty Funny interview <laughs> um, It was a good interview. I, I really yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you did too. Um yeah, so like all these people combined um uh would help me and I hope I help them as well. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I do. Um but yeah obviously that's for them to say but I feel like all of us coming together doing this like whole collaborative sound um benefits everybody in the group. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah i'm 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 in defense but i feel like they both would benefit artists so you know if if anyone's out there listening reading um <laughs> post burnout right now um honestly find yourself even just one person that knows a little bit about music um so when you're learning together you come up together you know yeah
0: yeah and that's kind of the cool thing i think about like um uh the kind of music now is that like I talked to so many people it's like everyone has such like has their own like really unique kind of um approach to producing music because like like you were mentioning like um the pandemic kind of forced everyone to have to kind of become a producer too and I just found like everyone was just kind of like had their growing pains and they were kind of figuring it out for themselves and like everyone just kind of adapted and you get people who are very very um technically you know masterful and, and and they're at the very cutting edge and then you get people who are just kind of stringing together with like you know chewing gum and it's like but it works yeah, you know what I exactly, mean? it's like yeah. it, it sounds great and i think there is a certain baseline of um professional production that everyone kind of yeah. enjoys nowadays that mm-hmm. like probably wouldn't have been the case before like you know if you listen to kind of old like self-produced of like whatever genre, like say from the eighties and nineties, sounds like shit because it was like, yeah. you know, it was produced in like two hours in like some studio yeah. or whatever. So it's like awful. <laughs> literally, yeah. But like now everyone kind of just has like a laptop, everyone has, you know, phone, whatever. Like everyone has access to a certain level of um of competency.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, yeah, that's like um like what you said, even like an iPhone, like you know what I mean I was because um the microphone uh, and iPhone is a lot better yeah. than people would expect when it comes to production. Facts. Facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has you good know. noise reduction and stuff. Good noise reduction. Like, plus you have free access to GarageBand, you know what I mean? Shout yeah. out GarageBand. Yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> Shout out <laughs> GarageBand. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. like, actually, fun fact, that's that's what Joji uses to this day yeah. to make his music. You know what I mean? And he, he won, like, a few Grammys already. Think about that. A few Grammys off of GarageBand. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I think that kind of, like... um I think the kind of rise in like bedroom pop and stuff is, is like really yeah. uh explaining just how like versatile music tastes are getting and i think like even the average because like this isn't really counter-cultural i mean it's very mainstream it sells well uh yeah. you know the people like play all over the world to like decent-sized venues so it's like everything is like it's just it's insane to me and i'm also seeing it with kind of the, the post-punk movement here too where it's just like music that just like 20, 10 years ago let's say would just be like yeah. some kind of like it would be sucking the clubs is now getting like mainstream attention you know what i mean yeah. it's like it's on radio it's on tv it's on you know they're playing like proper quote-unquote proper venues you know what i mean yeah that's the thing, no. <laughs> and it's like really cool to see that like I, I really enjoy seeing the kind of versatility now i think actually uh you're part of it too i mean you've played with you know and um, the amniotics and you know and it's like yeah. you have to like I I I just think that's really cool to see to see like the kind of versatile because like uh, even when I was growing up everything was yeah. very fragmented into little camps where it's like you know yeah oh you like, like rock music you like hip hop yeah. yeah exactly and it's like I just see those barriers just kind of dissolving now, and I think it's good I think it's good yeah. for um kind of future generations too where it's like everyone now has access to whatever they want to yeah. listen to yeah. I think it's making art more interesting it's making music more interesting but I think it's for also sure. bringing as you were kind of talking about a kind of harmony where, you know, the music scene and the art scene isn't cultural anymore. Everyone's uh, consolidating and they're kind of trying to help each other. And I think that's like a really beautiful thing to see, you know? Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, um, yeah, like circling back on that. Like, I, I think I completely agree with you. You know And I mean, because like um, like I'm a big believer in taking mm. out the word genre out of the dictionary. You know what I'm saying? Because like that just separates people, that limits people into what they're capable of doing. Because like you know, like like myself, you know, for example. Sorry for using myself an example. I'm gonna okay. so i'm very narcissistic, but yeah. Um, like growing up over the years, you know what I'm saying? Like I have grown. A peculiar taste you know like I've, I've had the emo phase i've had the hip-hop phase obviously you know i've had the gambino phase and lo-fi as well so like right now i have all these things together and like you know i honestly if i were to describe myself like music wise honestly i'm the sonic avatar you know what i'm saying i have mm-hmm. all these elements like just combined together <laughs> and i enjoy all of them you know what i mean and i would experiment i would try actually doing all of these like um in the bank i have like a few like you know i have a few jersey stuff that y'all you already heard with the love letters the yeah. the dancy club type thing i have a few um rock like something i love to do especially in my bedroom because with all these phones and stuff no one can hear me i love to scream yeah. <laughs> i yeah. love to do like proper screamo proper like chester bennington style like Arr! yeah um you know i mean i completely enjoy that but then i would also love to spit like a really um fast 16 you know what i mean so like it switches up uh every now and then like you know and I feel like it's been mainstream now because like, you know, what I mean, you have artists like Tired the Creator doing the story stuff. You you see Lil Yachty completely, completely going off his comfort zone with this yeah. um, whole jazz soul album. You know what I mean? Sure. And honestly, I've been enjoying it. I cannot stop bumping it. And then you have guys <laughs> like Slow Tie basically being the new face of both grime and punk, which right. is great. You know yeah. what i mean because i think those two um those two genres are great it's actually hold on you know what i'm saying grime, grime, grime and rock like you know what i'm saying dizzy rascal with food fighters you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah <laughs> like <laughs> i feel like that, now it's more relevant than ever to yeah. bring those genres together
0: the interesting thing i think of actually and maybe there's some like utah too is um yeah. if you actually look at the kind of history of of punk rock and hip-hop it's very similar i mean it's like this countercultural cultural movement that started very grassroots that you know they started their own clubs they started their own little communities they would book shows together and stuff and then yeah. both of them happened to get mainstream appeal and attention and um you know now they're kind of they, you know it came it became yeah. commodified and stuff um but you know they're still there's that heart there still. And I think it actually I, yeah. I think really it's interesting if you look at the 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 rise of hip hop and the rise of, of punk and see how similar they actually yeah. are. And I this think is like very interesting actually. If there's yeah. a book you can recommend me, I'll definitely read it. Like. <laughs> well, there are see the problem is like you can get individual books on the rise of punk and individual books on the rise of hip hop. I don't know if there's one that like compares the two. Maybe there is. I'm not saying there isn't, yeah. but I'm just like <laughs> If it is, I'm just not aware of it. But yeah. I, th- I think those two scenes are very interesting. And I, I just think a lot of like, I, I suppose, I actually, you could even say like with the heavy metal scene, too. I mean, I yeah, think a for lot. Sure. Yeah. yeah. With
1: the heavy metal scene. I think like, a lot yeah. of
0: like genres just start off that way. Where it's like, here's just people doing interest and shit. And then a community, you know, kind of grows around that. And then someone says, hey, we can make money out of this, you know? Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and, that's nice. Going back to your to love letters and so, uh, yes. yeah, as you were mentioned, it's a collab with Rams and it's interesting because like when you kind of listen to um, his style, it feels in a way somewhat contrasting to yours. I mean, it feels very bombastic. It feels very like, you know, in your face kind yeah. of like I don't that might sound negative. I don't mean it as such, but uh, it feels like, it, it feels like uh, potentially contradicting, but it kind of works. Like, I, I don't know how it, like
1: it, it, it complements each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get you, And yeah, honestly, I appreciate you saying that. Thank you. Yeah. You know, cause like, yeah, originally it was, uh, I was writing it actually about somebody, you know what I mean? Cause like, um, like the whole thing with, the with love letters is, it was about, um, me sending over, um, sending over love letters to, you know, this one, because we were chatting we were trying to get a whole relationship going. It was, you know, the whole pandemic thing kind of stopped that. So snail mail, Mm-hmm. What's the option? Okay. And Rems had a whole completely different experience, you know, because obviously we're not the same person. He's gonna have a completely different experience during the lockdown. So he that's what he wrote about. And I didn't even um provoke him to do that. He just like started going off the top. What happened was like I played him the beat um when we were back in Pirate Studio, and he just started silent going on his phone for seconds like bro, like you went on for so long. Who are you texting? He was actually on the notes app. I was like, oh, oh, oh you're writing a bar. <laughs> I was like, you're writing bars for this. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And I was, I honestly, I lit up, like, my eyes lit up, like, fucking Christmas tree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah, he started writing his own thing. And then I was hearing, like, what he was saying in it. Like, I was, like his, his kind of bar is, like, a bit more negative. Because, like, you know what I mean? He, it, he was in, like, kind of, like, a conflicting um, situation at the time. So I still think that like it kind of worked because, um, you know, the beat itself is a bit melancholic and it's, you know, it's soft. So you can either talk about the good times or the bad times, Um, but either way, like um, I, you know, I honestly, I loved, I loved it because like, it was kind of like the two, um, like you said, like the two contrasting ideas and the two different sounds even um kind of came together and it was kind of a risk for me because obviously it could have gone either way but i'm glad it happened because you know here we are today with that um with the single out now and it's honestly right now it's one of my favorite works yeah yeah yeah
0: no i think so and i i guess um that's the other thing i'd ask is just um how do you think that this song kind of it differentiates itself from maybe other works because you were talking about how um in the in the press release you gave that you kind of wanted to go in a more kind of alternative or um or b kind of hip-hop route that was kind yeah. of your uh sort of intent um i was wondering how you feel that this single kind of moves you in that direction
1: like i feel like th- this uh the single is my foot in the door you know what i'm saying like this is my first step towards um that kind of opening up experimenting myself because like obviously it's still soft it still has like my sound like um but then honestly like like i'm not gonna tell you how old this is but this beat is actually pretty old (laughs) you know what i'm saying so like um literally it was it wasn't even like months until releasing it i listened back to the album because like everything was done already like the master was done um the vocals were done the beat was it, that was it. I had the final product But then I listened to it one more time. I was like, I'm not feeling this anymore. You know what I mean? Like this was me. Obviously I've had like a lot more life experience, um, since that time, since I wrote this, since I made the beat, since we recorded it. So I was listening back on it. I was like, yo, this ain't it, you know? And that's, it felt kind of devastating cause, but it was needed because, you know, when you're very critical of your work, um, people see it as a negative thing, but you know, like it was like a legitimate, um, it was a legitimate like, no, I can't actually do this because I won't feel right about it, um, you know? yeah. So cool. I had to add like a little sprinkle of how I currently feel of what I currently do at the end. So that's why you hear the, the Jersey mix at the end like the original idea was i was actually i wanted to release this and i wanted to release that as the remix you know but then that would be counterintuitive like you know i i'm still a new artist i can't actually make people listen to two things at once sure um plus with because like i actually have a plan for the rest of the year um we can talk about that later if you want yeah Um, but yeah um i i decided to put the two together and just give them a little taste
0: yeah you
1: know, <laughs> little teaser um, so it was originally
0: so, plans like a b-side yeah, yeah.
1: exactly yeah, yeah like yeah. a b-side you know yeah um yeah so that's the story of that
0: cool um yeah i mean like um i'm just gonna check that i've asked everything yeah i mean i think i've, I've like pretty much asked anything so uh, <laughs> uh yeah i guess like i just have like one or two more things like so basically uh do you have any plans for like uh an ep or an album or is it just singles for, for, for the foreseeable future
1: um like honestly i i do have plans for an ep actually yeah. <laughs> that's so funny asked because um like yeah so love letters is like low-key one of like the leading singles yep i think you're getting the exclusive right now actually, <laughs> so. sweet um, yeah that's what's up man. <laughs> so yeah so the idea is i released this single there's another one that's coming out um, in the next month or two. Um, I still have to finalize the dates on that. um But that one is going to be um, is like, yeah, no, it's going to be another like lo-fi kind of rappy rappy song. But then a few months after that, the EP is dropping then. You know, I'll okay. have a lead single to advertise all that. I'll have a few music videos by then um but yeah no this this ep is coming out um it's gonna have a couple songs on it i'm not trying to put too much into it because i have plans for more in the future maybe even later in the year okay uh you know what i'm saying so definitely stay tuned to that (laughs) um but yeah that's kind of like the plan for the for the first half of the year anyway
0: yeah do you see um the eps uh and the singles i guess as well as kind of um i guess testing grounds for what uh a full LP could be like because I know for example a lot of people um a lot of people like you know demo shit around they kind of do stuff yeah. live or they they you know put they, they, they do certain songs live but also they'll kind of they'll, they'll test it and then they kind of go like I, I want like another year or two of growth before yeah. I, I drop the album it's it's very for a lot of people it's like I, I can drop EPs all day but the the album is like the first album has to be yeah. something special. You know what I mean? Do you feel For that sure. way where it's like I just would rather put it off until I'm fully content with what I know yeah. I want to do?
1: Yeah, no, like I um I agree because that's honestly how I feel like you were spot on there, like about like dropping an album. because obviously EP would just be a collection of songs that you made, but an album, yeah. um, an album is so much more you know and because like you know as a person as a music lover that's how I listen to my music obviously everybody like like a lot of people would be listening to be to more like playlists and compilations but like no I uh lo- want to dig into the artist's head see what they uh, their um what they were thinking what they were doing what they were breathing what they were eating what they were sleeping who they were fucking like <laughs> you know what i mean at that time and the only way to do that is to listen to the album back to front front to back sideways yeah, upside down. yeah.
0: you threw some vinyl earlier and one thing i think is really interesting about vinyl when, once i started getting into it is that it really made me think because i when i was growing up i was like uh, i had cds and then yeah. you know when i became like a teenager it was Digital pretty much since. yeah And when I started listening to vinyl in my 20s, it was interesting because it kind of made me think of like, you're not just thinking of the order of the album, you're thinking of it kind of twice. You're thinking of the A side and you're thinking of the B side, and you have to kind Literally, of go, yeah. when does that like compliment Do you think like listening to vinyl adds interesting uh, perspectives to music production? Because that's something I just would never think about was like, where to end an A side or a B side if everything was just a continuous flow, you know what I mean?
1: yeah that's the thing like um because honestly like i i am a purist at heart so like i would just be the traditional like front to back kind of listener um but then when kendrick dropped damn in 2017 it made me rethink the whole thing because like there was this rumor you know i i i'm pretty sure you remember of a second album that he was dropping and like, everyone was like, oh, it's it going to be called. It's going to be called Darn. It's going to be called Dang. Is it a Western kind of collab thing? I remember with damn Two that... being thrown around. You know, what I mean? damn, too. Yeah, with, the, with that alternative um, picture. Yeah. yeah. And it was going to be a red one. It's going to be a blue one. I was like, hmm, that's probably not a good idea. But like, yeah. And then and then he came out. I don't, I don't know if it was like an interview or whatever. When he came out, I was like, oh, it's actually if you listen to it backwards, it's actually a whole new story. And then that's when it clicked. I was like, "Oh shit, that's that's the second album." Yeah. And then it was confirmed when he dropped the deluxe edition, where it was actually the 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 uh the album actually backwards, so you don't have to do it yourself, yeah. which I appreciate because I'm a lazy guy. Yeah. um You know what <laughs> I mean? I was like yeah, I, you know, I like, yeah, for real." Like you know what I mean? I I appreciated that. Yeah. Um. So honestly, obviously, Kendrick has a lot of other works. Fucking, you know, "To Pimp a Butterfly" I got a Pulitzer Prize, but yeah damn is pretty underrated in terms of his um collection you know what i mean you know, solely because of that reason also yeah. because of the bangers you know kendrick's playing 4d chess man
0: <laughs> honestly he is <laughs> like, yes, he's, he's out here. But, but dude like on. some of the some of the shit he
1: goes over it's just like so it's like oh my god <laughs> it's
0: like,
1: yeah for real like how it's, do you honestly, do this the, the whole <laughs> Yeah, like even his latest album, Mr. Morel, and the Big Steppers, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's a whole concept. How did you make a toxic relationship? Record that and drop that, and it's a hot single.
0: You yeah, know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I, I actually think it can be quite hard to listen to sometimes. But yeah, it is, I, I, it is yeah. great, but it's like, it's like just fuck <laughs> Yeah. You know yeah, just like the he, two people shouting, no, fuck you, fuck you. I'm like, oh, like, God, fuck you. I can't Yeah. Get. It was crazy. <laughs>
1: yeah, because like that's the thing. Yeah, because like a few of my friends, like, like I know one friend in particular, like she is a huge Kendrick fan, but she can't listen to that song. It, it's hard to. It's because rough because. It, but I think what's
0: interesting in but somewhat difficult is that it is asking the listener to bring their own baggage. You know what I mean? Yeah. It is asking them to kind of go like, OK, everyone has kind of some relation to this. This doesn't have to be a relationship in the traditional kind of, I guess, romantic context, but like yeah. everyone has toxic relations to some degree. And it's like, you can't you can't do that kind of concept without the listener having to you know uh impose their life experience onto it and i think it's just like it it it, it, that can be very challenging to do but i do think it's it's rewarding but it's like i get i get it if like someone's like i can't you know yeah i I get you yeah (laughs)
1: like yeah it's, it's it's tough like obviously like you know i mean some people will feel one way about this thing but other people would rather not you yeah. know what I mean? It's just like it's just opening a can of worms.
0: If you yeah. if you did an album, would it be conceptual or do you think it would
1: just, it would be a string of of uh, bangers? Um, that's the thing. I think I want to do a conceptual album actually, because like um, at heart, like uh, I'd like to think of myself as like a storyteller. You know, um, like in terms of release, like I've been thinking about like doing physical ones. You know, um, because like obviously people are um doing vinyls and all that kind of stuff but i personally i love i love tapes and cds yeah would you uh ever I'm sorry, i was gonna throw a dirty joke in that i didn't I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like no i'm not gonna do that <laughs> but um yeah because like i saw b but release like cassettes and i was like oh my god that's actually pretty yeah. cool you know what i mean um not a lot of people have done that yet so i'd like to look into it at least
0: would um you would you consider signing with a label or do you want to just do everything self release? Because I know, self release and physical media uh is a bitch.
1: It is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, I've been talking to a few people about it. There, like you know, like a lot of my musician friends have been thinking about it. Um, especially once I've done it in a while, you know, what I mean to to spice things up a bit. Yeah, like vinyls are not cheap, bro. No, they are not no. cheap and like yeah if you're thinking about thinking of getting like what a whole batch of it like a thousand or like whatever like not even a thousand because like you know what i mean but like you know that's that's the goal in the future but like yeah Yeah. it's 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 so expensive uh but at the same time when you're signing to a label you know i mean like these days obviously you can't make it from cd and vinyl sales alone yeah uh, with this digital age so you'd have to resort to streaming services you have to resort to, uh, like specifically TikTok, because yeah. like, yeah, TikTok's like a great platform right now to advertise whatever you're doing. Music would be one of them, you know what I mean? But like, so, there's not that much money in that, so like, you know, it, I've
0: it, heard... you're getting fucked either way. Like, you know, yeah, literally, you you're know getting I'm fucked. Like, like on streaming, the accessibility yeah. I think the the attractive thing, but it's like to pay. You get is just exactly. It's you know it, I mean? it wouldn't even afford lunch, you know
1: literally like you know like the best way i can describe a musician like um like the position we're in right now would be a bukkake scene
0: yeah 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 <laughs> you know what i'm yeah. saying just
1: <laughs> fucking record labels all over trying to shoot at shit, you know what i'm saying and you're just there in the middle just taking it <laughs> well, i was wondering <laughs>
0: okay, no, I'm, I'm, that's I'm the cost of that. art <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry about that <laughs>
0: you can say what you want
1: <laughs> <Nice>.
0: <laughs> i'm not going to censor you but uh <laughs> uh what was i was gonna say but like i was wondering if like you know i was actually you mentioned the gns interview i did with he him, him and v sensei like the yeah. thing we were kind of talking about which i thought was cool is like the idea of like uh, music collectives which again very punk rock you know very yeah, hip-hop and it's sure. like but i think like maybe that's like kind of a way people can go like if there is um a cool collective Of, like, a bunch of different artists, maybe people could chip in. Perhaps I'm just like, I'm just like speculating. I'm just thinking of, like, maybe even like someone like a Patreon route or something like that, something where it's like people can, people who are into it can donate, you know, monthly or whatever. And like, maybe that way you can get like final, you can get, you know, you crowd, just crowdsource your your way. And it's like, just have these and give, give everyone rather than do the, the kind of, um, the, the record label rue say we're going to stick our label on this but you own the copyright to everything this is your album your you know what i mean i think that'd probably be a more ethical way of, of going about it. things it's, it's kind of the collective means
1: yeah like um i th- i think honestly like it's a great idea you know what i mean cuz like obviously there's so many starving artists out there mm-hmm. and if there if you do grab you gather like a fan base and they will and if they do um su- fully support your music and all that stuff willing to pay then you know what i mean why not like you know like um it, it keeps you doing what you like to do and it it feeds them that energy you know what i mean like they get the music you get to do the music yep. you know um, yeah. and there's like so many ways to do it now you have band camp which is great because like um it's bringing that, that whole like um, fun, crowd surfing, crowdfunding, crowd surfing. What? <laughs> <laughs> Pause. That's not what I was trying to say. That's more like, life. <laughs> literally, yeah. <laughs> I'd love to do that someday, but yeah, uh, I maybe mean, some weight first. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Love um, place
0: won't let you do it. They're like, oh no, you yeah, can't you take know, the risk. It's, like, it's,
1: it's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. no, like, like oh, because it was crazy. I went to um my my friend uh, Fortune's uh gig the other day. He was crowd surfing there. And I was like, I want to <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. do that. Yeah, I want to do that. Yeah you know but yeah uh, anyway going back you got to make topic, sure the it, crowd
0: are into you first so they'll yeah. catch you <laughs> exactly oh yeah for sure yeah, yeah you know what i'm
1: saying like it, yeah. obviously you got to read the crowd as well yeah, you don't yeah, want totally yeah, yeah. Like, if you're like a soft like indie artist and then you have like you know not Jim bros on the crowd yeah. it's probably not the best idea because like i don't know if you saw this like video um of claro <laughs> trying to crowd right? oh, oh really
0: I love Clara, oh, but like, I haven't seen that because
1: <laughs> yeah, like, like, I remember you were talking about like Bedroom Pop the whole earlier, like I feel yeah. like she single handedly started that movement, you know? I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and
0: so I thought like were last album, Sling, it was like, you know, it's kind of it was yeah. a very much it felt like a real evolution that where it seemed yeah. sort of in the middle of Bedroom Pop, but also um, professional sounder. It can't really explain. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it still seemed to have yeah. some of a low five, maybe mid five. Yeah
1: probably definitely definitely more than lo fi, you know. Yeah, she has yeah, a lot yeah. more fine now. Yeah, she has yeah. a lot more money, so she should have more fight. Of course. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but what was happening with Clara when she tried to crowd surf?
1: So, yeah, no, I, I can't even remember. I think it was like governor's ball or something. Yeah. Oh. Um, it, was, it was some it was some festival. Yeah. And like, yeah, like poor her, though, because like she was like trying to she couldn't even like jump off the crowd. And oh, then like, no. you know, what I mean, yo shout out to that crowd, though, because like yeah. they were trying to pick her up. They were trying to get a crowd surf and all that stuff. but. Oh, uh, I'm, you know, like, you know, I mean, I am sorry to that card. I'm sorry to clear that that footage exists. <laughs> you know. I'm going to check it out after this. I'll I'll link
0: it in the <laughs> article. Yeah, literally, just like at the bottom. I'll oh, just embed head. it here. Oh, stop it. oh
1: God. <laughs> That'll be your. That'll be your fault. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Stop, yo. She gonna hate me. <laughs> Clara, I'm so sorry. Like I'm literally yeah. here, like one of her biggest fans. I'm like, bro. And then she, Bruh. <laughs> she's talking about this. Like, oh, You're not
0: bro. getting that Claro collab.
1: <laughs> I'm not. No. <laughs> Come on. I'm getting. I'm getting that Claro lawsuit. Though, so that's you know that's a signature in your bag. <laughs> Get that restraining Sweet. order. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. like <laughs> well, yeah,
0: it's like hey, technically have a autograph. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. That's literally like from that Drake and Josh episode. Yeah, it's yeah. Just like, hey, oh, oh yeah, here's Oprah's restraining order. Oh, my God, I got a signature. <laughs> 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 so that's
0: Drake and Josh and last airbender. Just all the Nickelodeon refs. I got all burger. the Nickelodeon.
1: Ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah no, I got I got the references in the bag. I, mean, I don't you even got... have any notes for this. It's just off the top of the dome.
0: Do a Dan Schneider clap.
1: <laughs> oh, 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 oh god no see that i don't want to know if i want to do that my dogs are out right now you know what i'm saying like i got the grippers out but you know what i mean that's not i ain't getting any of this <laughs> i don't know
0: why i said that <laughs> i fucking love this interview, you're, you're, inspired, you're inspired you're inspiring all the evil traits
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry
0: shout out to man. uh Jeanette mccurdy <laughs>
1: Shout out to Gianna McCurdy. Oh, she, she actually wrote that book. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't um, read
0: it yet, but like, I yeah. <laughs> like
1: I've, I've read some excerpts. Honestly, like it's pretty deep. But Dude, like, it's not, oh my god. Yeah. Let's not go there. <laughs> Let's not go there. You know, Let's not go there. Imagine uh, if Twitter gets a hold of this. You know. What I'm oh no. <laughs> <laughs> well, moving on. <laughs> yeah. <move>. Um.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. So wrapping up. Yes. <laughs> Is there uh, anything you'd like to add, just for a wrap up or?
1: Um honestly like you know what I mean um I think I've said all I've had is, uh I was I uh, wanted to say in there yeah. um just a quick shout out I guess you know what I mean to all the artists that are still out there still trying to make it shout out to my friends in particular in the industry and my friends in general because they're gonna be angry at me if I don't shout them out yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying um honestly just like, um still trying to get this bag trying to get this money um yeah uh what else would i want to say yes yeah, so like i said like that new single that's coming soon that's called corpse bride okay you know what i mean so definitely watch out for that um Sweet. yeah, yeah, yeah. um uh, the, the the ep name We'll know soon enough. I, I already have the EP name, obviously. I'm, yeah. just gonna, I'm just not gonna say that's. You don't that's have to drop it. That's cool. Exactly. You have <laughs> we to got enough exclusives. To today. <laughs> Go to my Patreon. Go um, subscribe to me on Feed Finder. <laughs> <laughs> At uh, Dan Schneider.
0: Oh
1: my god. No, the funniest part is like my friends actually think I have a foot fetish, but like I because I, I, I joke about that shit all the time. Yeah. But like, I'm like, no, I don't.
0: I, the I, Tarantino I, I shit. You're not getting in any Tarantinos movies. That's yeah. <laughs> it. He know his last movie, I think. It's called The Movie Critic. You're not getting on the soundtrack. <laughs> oh,
1: <damn.
0: laughs> I mean, if I make talking about feet though, yeah, you know what I'm maybe, maybe he, you
1: know?
0: <laughs> you'll definitely get a crowd. You'll definitely well, yeah. get a, a audience. <laughs> I'll,
1: I'll, I'll get some audience. I don't know if it's someone I want.
0: <laughs> Sweet dude. Thanks very much for your time. Yeah,
1: of course. Yeah. No, thank you for having me. You know Enjoy
0: it, saying? man. Thank you for listening to that episode of postbornout.com interviews. We hope you enjoyed and stay tuned for more.